The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. This program is intended for educational purposes. आप सुन रहे हैं रेडियो अजीम प्रेम जी यूनिवर्सिटी Hello and welcome to It's a Math 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 World. We are traveling to Japan with Professor Devakaran. Hello Professor. Hello, hello everyone. It's a Math 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 World with Devakaran and Shraddha. Episode 4. Number Origami. So I think probably all of us know that Japanese are fascinated with paper like they use paper to make umbrellas they make paper to form partition between different rooms and so on their chapati is rice paper <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they are really really obsessed with paper they are also interested in making different shapes using paper which and sometimes there are myths associated to it i think all of you are familiar with this uh thing that if you make 1000 cranes then your wish will be satisfied oh if you make 1000 origami cranes, cranes. so that i think the origami crane is a very popular thing i think it originated from this there was this uh one sick girl hmm. like a small girl her going through some really bad uh this thing so then and she had this belief that if she made 1000 cranes then her illness will get cured all right so uh, but she had very little time in her life so people all started making cranes for her so that they it kind of became like uh let's all pitch in and make the crane i think the kid died huh, that was oh. the unfortunate part after that i think this idea of making 1000 cranes became popular in uh japan whenever they want they like they had some wish they will make 1000 cranes so it became like a contract of that sort doesn't uh, sound like a very eco friendly uh, belief <laughs> uh, however it's rather cute making these origami cranes yeah wow. so if you if you want to like you also make and gift it to others and things like that so right. of course anyway uh, long story short people were obsessed with making various shapes 3d shapes using origami paper but what does the word origami really mean if you ah so ori means fold hmm. and kami means paper of ah. course the word kami with different intonation can mean different things uh, kami can also means hair kami can also means god kami can mean paper okay. there are various meanings so ori means fold and kami means paper just like in south indian languages ka when comes in between becomes ga many times Oh, okay. So ori plus kami is origami. Origami, okay. The obsession of origami is making shapes. Finally, we are making shapes from a piece of paper, mm-hmm. which is kind of planar. Two D. Which is two D. Hmm. Imagine this thought experiment. Hmm. Suppose you don't know how to make a plane. Hmm. I make a plane using a piece of paper. Hmm. Then unfold it, hmm. and I give it back to you. Hmm. I believe you will be able to fold that plane without knowing how to fold. because there is a memory of how it was folded, folded that is left in this paper that might be very true for paper planes 
but not for kanjivaram sarees <laughs> how many times have i been told do not open it you are not going to be able to fold it back and i said of course i will cuz i can see the lines and then no matter how i do it it is wrong <laughs> oh yes much easier for a paper plane exactly so if you have a crease then and also the crease tells you which way it was folded right whether it was folded towards or whether it is folded away from you mm. so this information is also clear from the crease itself yeah so because of that you will be able to follow that memory and construct the 3d object without knowing how to construct the 3d object absolutely so what we can understand from this idea is that even though our goal is to construct 3d objects it's enough to understand what kind of crease pattern we can construct on a piece of paper mm. let's say it's a chair then what what can you understand you know that the chair should have four legs mm. that's the main thing right that's the first identifying feature mm. so there will be how do you draw a, a stick figure or whatever mm. of the chair there should be one uh, plane mm. then from there four sticks should go down and, and one more plane backrest one more plane backrest should yeah. be there. this is the kind of stickish figure that mm. you can construct mm. once you have constructed the stick figure uh, algorithm automatically draws the crease pattern and the crease pattern also tells you whether you are folding towards you or away from you these have formal names in origami mm. they are what are known as valley fold and mountain fold, fold. oh okay so valley because valley is folding towards, towards you, you because then there is a like it's like Correct. a dip away from you is called mountain fold because peaks. it looks like a peak so it's called valley fold and mountain fold so you have to also clearly tell which are valley folds ah. which are mountain or the chair will have legs going upward exactly <laughs> the directions and all will not yes, be proper yes. so right. this algorithm is called tree maker algorithm hmm. it automatically construct this crease pattern hmm. now once this crease pattern is constructed hmm. just like how you could construct the plane hmm. from the memory of the paper hmm. you can similarly construct the model that you wanted to make which means that now the algorithm has created the crease pattern yes. if i print it out on a piece of paper it also tells me which is a valley fold which is a mountain fold i just fold it that way and i have a chair origami chair exactly wow so that's the beauty of course practically folding it will require some amount of practice some amount of so it's like this right even if you know how to do it sometimes doing it requires some form of skill, skill practice of and things like that mm. so those things obviously will be here in any art form and This that is, is why form. none of the recipes uh, youtube recipes turn out the way it looks in the video <laughs> exactly ever <laughs> exactly right so what have we learned here even though our goal is 3d objects it's enough to understand crease patterns and what are these crease patterns they are basically only lines lines now the next important thing to understand is drawing lines is simple mm. drawing lines using a folding paper is mm. simple mm. as soon as we have identified two points i can make a fold that passes through those two points right so constructing 3d objects is equivalent to constructing certain points mm. so if i ask the if i want to ask the question can i construct a particular shape i am actually asking can i construct certain points mm. using the operations of origami mm. and this is similar to the questions that greeks were asking what kind of points we could construct using a scale and compass they had the scale and compass japanese had the paper exactly ah that's the only difference between that and the question is analogous sometimes the japanese were happy with approximations because they were more interested in the final object mm. than the 
deep mathematics behind it hmm. they had some interest in it but not as much but later later mathematicians in more recent times have been really obsessed with the mathematics behind these things hmm. asking questions that are analogous to the questions that the greeks had asked so when the japanese were making these origami art you know art did they know that there's so much math in it this is very interesting according to me so there are certain base forms that they make hmm. with which they can make more complicated shapes hmm. so for example there is this there is kite there is frog there is uh, there are these five six basic constructions using which they are like building units hmm. from which you can make a lot of other more complicated structures yeah so this is a lot like lego so no no here they are not constructing different different pieces and uniting them hmm. that is also a form of origami which hmm. is called modular origami hmm. typical origami you are constructing using one piece of paper hmm. so you are not allowed to use combine multiple pieces of paper right. you are only allowed to construct something using a single piece of paper right but within that single piece of paper suppose i want to make a make a kind of pattern hmm. like crease pattern kind of thing i want to make so they will say oh you first do this then do this then do that hmm. right first make the kite pattern the moment you say first make the kite pattern people understand that then make the fish pattern in this part oh now i'm getting it oh, right okay. so this is how they would communicate oh so i made the kite pattern i open it up yes now on the top right make the fish pattern exactly ah, something like that they will tell you bottom left make the frog pattern something like that oh and now when you fold it all together you will get this shape something like, yeah ah. something of roughly this is the idea oh, okay. so the idea is there is this global complicated folding that you have to do hmm. that complicated folding is reduced to these simpler folds that they are they are all very comfortable with so you have to only tell what those simple folds are right the complicated this is the, this is the whole idea in, and this is a mathematical idea according mm, to me mm. a number can be written uh, expressed as a product of prime numbers correct so a complicated number is now reduced to prime numbers if you understood prime numbers you understood everything correct a complicated construction is reduced to understanding some basic constructions correct so that is itself a mathematical idea ah. so there were many of these mathematical ideas that the japanese original origamists were themselves occupied with hmm. but not all of the questions that are currently related to origami hmm. were questions that the origamists were interested so in. then if they are not trying to answer a mathematical question using origami mm-hmm. what was the inspiration to delve into more complex shapes for them so they were interested only in the aesthetics of it oh really they were really into into the aesthetics but somehow aesthetics and maths cannot be separated correct just so, like music and maths cannot be separated exactly yeah oh wow so and this is this comes in various places like the islamic art is a rich place where lot of interesting geometry comes in the wall art in this uh, alhambra hmm. is very famous for the kind of fascinating geometric patterns that they have created yes and huh. it uses deep mathematics like we can understand it using deep mathematics the appreciate the beauty more if you understand the mathematics behind it right. but but of course probably they did not they did not care about the mathematics they were interested in the aesthetics of correct so similarly the japanese were actually trying more and more complex levels of origami just to see oh how much more prettier this can be exactly oh so they probably were interested only in the aesthetics of it but If you want to and do this you need to understand the mathematics to some extent. If you don't understand the mathematics you probably cannot create 
beyond a particular level of complexity. Oh, it's beautiful how math followed art over here. <laughs> right? Like I, actually there is a lot of different cases where maths follows from art. It's not of course we have this misconception that maths is like made to sciences which is right. not always true. Of course math has helped sciences a lot hmm. but it's not always the case. Right? right. It's comes everywhere but has after they realized the mathematical secret mm-hmm. or, or the mathematical foundations or the mathematical concepts in origami mm-hmm. did it help make their origami better absolutely so in fact like this freemaker algorithm is like a huge leap in the kind of things that you can make using origami now there is no comparison with what could have been made earlier and what can be made right So today using the treemaker algorithm the kind of origami shapes you can make will totally baffle the fathers of origami in exactly. Japan. Exactly. We have suddenly jumped like many 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 uh, levels beyond. It's really the maths has really made a significant contribution to the kind of shapes that you can construct using paper. Using origami. Yeah. So it's that's always the case with mathematics, right? Like there are people who are only interested in the theory of it. There <laughs> and the, but it still contributes in ways that that even like probably the original thinkers did not even care about right but but was there a point would you know about the point where they realized oh my god there's so much math here or this <laughs> is math like you know yes there was oh, okay. they suddenly got interested in the maths hmm. and people started talking about the maths behind origami hmm. and nowadays there is a lot of talk about that there are a lot of books on mathematics of origami and how it can be understood hmm. there are a lot of books about that. Hi, I'm Giri, and I'm Raghu. So Raghu is uh, 77, and I'm 67, and we've been following cricket like mad for the past 60 years. I I learned the English alphabet spelling Umrigar and Hazare and Mankar. So the first test as an Indian team, which we played, was well before we got our independence in 1932. Governor Raja Maharaj Singh joins thousands of eager spectators. The whole story changed in 1961-62 tour because Nari contractor was felled by a bumper from that uh, dubious bowler called Charlie Ga- Griffith. Charlie Griffith, known as Charlie Chaka. So Charlie Griffith is struck again. By the time the 1980s began, the spin quartet had gone. Kapil had arrived, and India had a pace attack for the first time in its cricket history. In Pakistan's match, this is the first victory for Kapil Dev. Man of the match, Chunal. The inflection point is the 90s. Doordarshan would go say, "Can you please show this match?" You now had people saying, "Can we host your match?" The money started coming from there. Some of the most amazing things that have happened in the last decade, which includes women's cricket, media analytics, and the way the game has changed in this last decade. In well caught by Raghu and Giri. Hopefully you'll get a sense of how we must have fought and discussed and come together to write our books. Well caught with Giri and Raghu out now only on Radio Azim Premji University.
But what has understanding the mathematics of origami mm-hmm. helped in modern applications? So the tree maker algorithm, for instance, uses a lot of these mathematics, uh, very deep mathematics behind the um, behind origami. Without that, you could not have come up with the tree maker algorithm. I have I have put the algorithm itself under the rug. That's why you yeah. don't. you don't see where that is coming from right but the algorithm is very deep very complicated and you could not have done that if all this mathematics was not developed by various people now you meant we, we spoke about how origami was driven initially only by aesthetics correct but now that we have math has origami moved beyond aesthetics i think still to some extent most people who are fascinated by origami are driven by aesthetics but now there are mathematicians like for example this is something that i find very fascinating mm. right many people there are both ways so origami people have started reading maths because of this ha huh. and there are people like me whose interest is not in origami at all <laughs> but i am interested in mathematics but i have started studying origami because there is maths in it <laughs> right now when i study the origami and mathematics My interest is not the aesthetics bit. Right. My interest is in the mathematics bit and I feel there is aesthetics within mathematics. Right. So it's the aesthetics of the mathematics behind it that I that attracts me to it. Right. So people like me will be will not be interested in the aesthetics of the shapes that you can construct with paper. Right. But the aesthetics of the mathematics behind these constructions my god you are like the chartered accountant or the venture capitalist in show business <laughs> i am not interested in the art but just the numbers <laughs> do you see any modern day technologies that have taken inspiration from origami so there are several actually which uh, several technologies that sorry that have used the ideas that come from origami i one of the big things is there is this is this particular way of folding paper called mura folds which actually had deep applications many many applications but tell me about the mura fold so the mura fold is a special kind of fold the property of this mura fold is the following typically what happens is when you fold like suppose you you fold a uh, boat hmm. for instance hmm. you open it again folding it is not easy correct right Correct. you can do it but it's not easy not easy yeah here in the mura fold what happens is there is some direction so the i have folded it by just pulling it in one direction hmm. it unfolds itself and then when we push it back it folds it again oh you just there is one particular axis by which in over which if you pull it or you push it it folds and folds folds and folds Oh this is like that musical instrument. Yes, harmonium kind of thing. What is that thing called? Harmonium, right? Like the accordion. This accordion. is like the accordion, <laughs> right? You can just fold it and unfold it. Yeah, but here it's like it's it folds really. It's not so the accordion is folding only in one direction. Huh. Here it's folding like vertically and horizontally in one shot. Oh. So it's even more fascinating than what is the accordion manages to do. So it can make it really compact. So very large sheets hmm. Can be folded into something very very compact, and this was used to sheets that mm. was used for making mirrors in telescopes and things like that. Mm. And this this had to be sent on a satellite. Mm. So what did they do? They used the Mura folds to fold it, mm. then sent it using a satellite, mm. and then once it reached there, they unfolded it. Now it can be used for using making a telescope and things like that. Do you think that in Japanese schools? they are using origami to explain mathematical concepts to children 
आई एम नॉट वेरी श्योर अबाउट दैट आई डू थिंक दैट ऑलमोस्ट एवरीबडी इन जापान लर्न सम अमाउंट ऑफ ओरिगामी हाउ मच ऑफ दैट इज बींग यूज टू टीच मैथमेटिक्स आई डोंट नो एज मच बट दे सर्टनली लर्न ओरिगामी ओरिगामी इज पार्ट ऑफ देयर कल्चर but beyond aesthetics how important uh, was origami to just japanese culture i mean if you really go back in time mm-hmm. and right now if i think of origami from an aesthetic point of view it could just be something somebody did as a hobby mm-hmm. and made let us say a tulip or a rose mm-hmm. and then kept it at some corner of their house mm-hmm. to sort of say ha na it's looking pretty but do you think there was any bigger significance uh, to origami than just this as a hobby it's how do i say it it's like they really treated it more as an art form than as a hobby as a, as so a hobby. Uh, how do i say it's like of course there are people who did it as a hobby mm. but it was it was a way more than that for a lot of people mm. so for many of the people it's it is really a deep art and they did very very complicated stuff with it mm. and like, so it's like this right of course you can do drawing as a uh, as a hobby but you can also draw it uh, use do drawing in a much deeper much more passionate in an artistic way and you can go as deep as you want right so first of all the depth to which people went was huge Correct. that is one thing in which i think maybe japanese did it in a way that is deeper than what people in india would be taking right, uh, people right. in india take origami maybe not as seriously as they take it right more importantly it also had some cultural significance in their day to day life right like for example the crane the paper yeah. crane that yeah. they make yeah. they had it has some there are there are some beliefs surrounding around, around making paper cranes and things like that do you think there are still things that origami can teach us about mm-hmm. mathematics or mathematical models uh that are yet undiscovered very likely i would say i think uh, certainly i believe that when we start looking at things deeper and deeper you probably will learn better and better so this is something maybe i will tell you i, I this is some story that i find very fascinating because you asked this question hmm. i think it's about how we look at things can re- uh, I, i i i think i will first tell the example because hmm. the example really captures what i want to say So there is this uh, linguist called Daniel Everett. Hmm. So he, I, I find his book called "Don't Sleep, There Are Snakes" very fascinating. Uh-huh. It's a story. He actually was a church linguist. What does what do church linguists do? Uh, the church sends them sends them to new areas. Once they go to a new area, they go there, they interact with the local people, learn the language, translate Bible into that language. That's their job. Right. Okay, so these are what are known as church language, uh, church linguists. Their ability is learning new languages with, uh, like, by only interacting with them. There is no translator, nothing. Mm. You go talk to them, somehow understand what they are saying, learn the language, and translate it. And these are I am talking about tribal people in Amazons and stuff like right. that who have no clue of any other language. Mm-hmm. He went. Uh, he has traveled many places, and particularly this book is about his uh, experience in the Amazon, one tribe in Amazon. So uh, he says that one of his experiences, he says, was very fascinating for him, which is the following: these tribal people, he, they all know that he can speak uh, their language. The language is Piraha. The community is also called Piraha. Uh, so they know that he can talk Piraha, but they will do this. They will come to him and say, uh, "Ask uh, Daniel, can you give us so and so?" Then he will say, "Yes, I will do this." Then the, he will turn to the person who is asking this. Will turn to his 
ट्राइब मेट्स एंड से हाहा आई विल चीट डैनियल आई विल पे हिम लेस और समथिंग लाइक दैट इन देयर लैंग्वेज देन ही विल कम लाइक ही विल टॉक टू हिम एज ए टॉक टू अदर्स एज इफ ही डज नॉट अंडरस्टैंड एंड देन टॉक बैक टू डैनियल इन पिराहा ओनली नॉट इन एनी अदर लैंग्वेज बट ही स्टिल लाइक इट्स लाइक they're assuming that he will not understand whatever he is talking to his other uh, tribe members when in fact they are conversing with him in the same language exactly hmm. and he couldn't fathom why this is do- uh, how they can do this huh. like how can they talk in his presence as if he doesn't understand what is uh, what they are talking about huh. while they are conversing with him in the same language like if this was if this was a conversation between two five year olds it's understandable exactly. so innocent are <laughs> in front of me only are saying this but these are fully grown people exactly uh, so th- this was the first shock for him another incident what happened is that these uh, these are heavy meat eaters right mm. P- uh, tribal people heavy meat eaters uh so and he was in the jungle he was missing salads hmm. so once in a while there are these like uh, these fl- uh, uh, planes come and drop food for him the food that he likes hmm. uh, p- he's an american um, the kind of food that americans like so he told that i want like uh, salads there are greens i like greens please drop some greens next time you come drop some greens so they dropped greens and he was eating this then like uh he was eating that while he was eating that this one piraha person comes in and he sees him eating these greens like like why are you eating grass <laughs> then like why are you eating grass i have meat with me i can give it to you don't worry like you don't have to eat eat grass and all that i have lot of meat i will give it to you this is how all non vegetarians behave with vegetarians anyways why are you eating grass so so then like uh, then he say no 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 i like it then the person says this is why you will never learn our language because you don't ah. eat like us you don't uh, you don't behave like us that is why you can never talk our talk Huge our like shout out to all my non vegetarian friends <laughs> y'all have not changed so this uh, but he interpreted it differently hmm. he of course we would have just dismissed this off this is some nonsense this is some racist comment or hmm. something like that that's hmm. how we would have dismissed it daniel everett did not dismiss it in that way hmm. what he thought is he interpreted it differently hmm. he said that or he actually thought that probably what they believe is language is not just what we are speaking but it is also the culture and it is much deeper than so being able to speak the language is not enough you have to be embedded into the culture Correct. without that you don't really understand the language so even though you have learned the grammar and the vocabulary you're not one of us yet exactly and that's why i will talk to you in this language and yet talk to my people in the same language believing you don't get this exactly oh. so unless you you are you have understood our culture you live like us you eat like us you do everything like us you are not really understood our language you will understand our language only when you have understood our culture you live like us you eat like us and everything mm. he interpreted it that way and in fact he actually gives us an example he is daniel says that see the brazilian the amazon forests are filled with parakeets who will repeat whatever they you say so how how was the daniel any different than parakeet maybe that's what they are thinking right. do you think that the parakeets understand your language no. no but they can repeat they can repeat whatever you are saying but the parakeets don't understand your language daniel is no different than parakeets maybe that's what they are thinking so i i found it fascinating because there is this joke in one malayalam movie uh. which is somewhat related 
So there is this, uh, there is, uh, I had earlier quoted this as an example that correlation is not causation in some place and stuff like that. So this is, in the movie, like, the the, the this Malayali guy is in a Hindi family. Hmm. So they, he, uh, and they say something and he does not understand. So one, one of the things that he responds is, I don't eat chapati and therefore I don't know Hindi. <laughs> so the thing is like of course there is a correlation between that mm. chapati eating and hindi there is a correlation but it's not a causation is something that we understand and mm. we make fun of it right all of so the, i was i was joking that i made fun of him when he said that but daniel everett did not make fun of the pirahas when they said something very similar Correct. You are not learning Piraha language because you are not eating like us. Mm. She thought deeper. Mm. And because he could think deeper, he, he could learn more. Mm. So coming back, why did I again take all this detour? Mm. What we can still learn from origami, we never know. We probably will understand it when newer and newer ways of thinking can probably... So I would say that Try to be as open as you can and then keep looking. Yeah. You might get something or the and other. And try, try to color yourself as deeper as you can in that color. Like probably exactly. if you look at origami the way Japanese art lovers mm-hmm. did, from your knowledge of mathematics, maybe something very, very beautiful will bloom out of the union of these two. Exactly. Right? Make sure you check out the show notes where we share the show resources and acknowledgements. And don't forget to subscribe or like our channel for future episodes. You are listening to Radio Azeem Premji University. 